0: So, oh, uh, very good morning to each of you. Yes. Good to be with you. Uh, this morning I'd like to offer um, <clears throat> some reflections around Vedana feeling tone. So see if any unpleasant or pleasant feeling rises associated with that thought. <laughs> it's like, oh, good, oh, oh no. <laughs> And I'm not sure exactly why. I think, yeah, I have this, you know, in the morning I rummage and I think, and Vedana went, yeah, yeah, let's do. So, and I know it came up in uh, Jeannie's talk on Monday, the sort of importance of Vedana and specifically highlighting unworldly pleasant feeling. So i just invite you again, just to the degree, or that you wish, just while we're together and I'm talking and just uh, listening and seeing if anything touches, touches the heart, or resonates. Some might be some useful reflection for you today, or just feeling really free to let it kind of float by and uh, just take this opportunity to be together and feel the support of the Dhamma teachings and the uh, joining together in this way for a little while so um, yeah so I want to share a couple of teachings and also then a Pretty simple, kind of guided practice, just to sort of kind of support some space for contemplating uh, the, <clears throat> the Vedana. So I'll put I'll put this on the board um, from Joseph. When we're not mindful, pleasant feelings habitually conditioned desire and clinging, unpleasant feelings sorry, conditioned desire at The uh, sorry, whoops. pleasant feelings <laughs> habitually conditioned desire and clinging so that's something for us to check out in our experience that's me, not Joseph anyway, back to Joseph unpleasant feelings, conditioned dislike aversion and neutral feelings condition delusion that is not really knowing what's going on but when we are mindful these very same feelings become the vehicle for our freedom hmm So, this second way of establishing mindfulness, you know, offered by the Buddha, you know, and I think sometimes it can be not not known you know, unless we're specifically uh, kind of intending, you know, to notice. So I find this. In the mix of our practice, like just to have that facility, that skill to be able to kind of ah, oh, you know, yeah, just to, to notice that aspect of our experience. Because as Joseph says, if, if we're not noticing it, so often we're actually reacting to it, and then we're caught up in the reactions. Uh, the clinging, the resisting, the you know float floated away state, And a kind of okay, mm-hmm. it's that link, that dependent origination link between feeling and craving. So um, I think sometimes. Yeah, I was reflecting this morning that actually when practice when the mind feels more settled and you know there's there's some equanimity <laughs> that probably indicates that Vedana is being known skillfully right so kind of it's like there's a sort of correlation between settling in practice and the kind of wise relationship to pleasure, pain, maybe, we're, again, when we may not even quite be noticing that. We're just not quite so looking for it or avoiding that or, you are know, bothered by this or, you know, wanting that. <laughs> um, and so, you know, that's almost like the Vedina dies down as the reactivity and unsettledness of the mind dies down so it's so Vedana is conditioned. You know, it's, it's dependent on these other uh, conditions. So that's also interesting to see um, that how we how we yeah, how the mind is, is you know its quality, yeah, third foundation affects the Vedana. Vedana is not fixed. Nothing is so that sense of the deepening of practice and the equanimity that naturally comes along with with that it, it's just to maybe just notice oh there's you know that's another Vedana just to notice there's a bit more balance or quite a lot of balance with with you know. Sort of unpleasant, pleasant. You know, it's just we're just less, you know, jumping out there and going ah, or you know, I don't want that, you know. And then the Vedana actually fades. It's something to again check out and see. So I want to offer a fairly simple practice, which I will put on the board, which is one of the ways I've found. Helpful at times, just to kind of um, strengthen the specific, uh, you know, the capacity to notice that aspect of our experience. So um, I'll just offer that, and again, that will be on the board for you if you find find it of some interest. Okay, so it comes in three parts, and yeah, I haven't divided it into worldly and unworldly, so I leave that for you to do, to see. Yeah, include that in your reflection if that's helpful. This includes sort of both. So we all meet unpleasant experience in a day here. I propose maybe very, very mild at times, maybe very, very strong. Just that sense of acknowledging uh, we all meet this unpleasant experience in a day here in the body, in uh, the thinking mind, in the heart in the emotional realm. This is to be known clearly. This is unpleasant. This is part of life. So I sometimes, when I go through this, I kind of quarrel with it. Say, yeah, well, I don't like it. Maybe there's a way of getting out and not having <coughs> an unpleasant feeling. <laughs> <So> <laughs> resisting that. Truth is like, and then there kind of, is to be some relief. Everybody experiences this. This is part of life. Oh. Can we open to allow and accommodate unpleasant feelings? of the honing our skill to kind of sense that it's a kind of exquisitely subtle balance point in a way of of, of, of letting the Vedana be and releasing the, the, the reactivity the wanting it to be otherwise in this case the resistance to unpleasantness very very wonderful, freeing, helpful, somehow just again, I think it takes, yes, it's not always maybe accessible as a discernment, a sense of, can I feel the unpleasantness and allow that and maybe the actual aversion sort of becomes, oh, okay, maybe, hmm, feel that fade and relax a bit as we open to accept the unpleasant. And then can we see it's, um, its conditioned unstable and ownerless nature. So there might be a sense of you know unpleasant mind state or unpleasant sensation in the body, so again, just this part of this reflection through acknowledging right, knowing, accepting, and then this high highlighting this sense of can we can we see or sense or open to its? Impermanent uh, stable condition nature. Mm, So Moving on, we all meet pleasant experience in a day here, I propose. It's for you to check out and see if that's the case. (laughs) This is to be known clearly. This is pleasant. This is part of life. Can we open to allow and accommodate pleasant experience? Can we see its conditioned, unstable, and ownerless nature? This fluctuation of pleasure and pain following its own nature. not me not mine part of life for all sentient beings and then uh, thirdly uh, we all meet neutral experience Oh, experience that's neither pleasant nor unpleasant. This, too, is to be known clearly. This is ordinary. Just using that word, as a suggestion. This is part of life. And this too is a universal experience. We all meet neutral experience in our day here, I suggest. Do we notice it? Can we open to it, allow, accommodate neutral or ordinary or neither pleasant nor unpleasant feeling? see it too is conditioned, unstable and ownerless. So I'll just close these reflections with a a quote from Ajahn Amaro, which I'll, I'll put on the board as well. If we can live at the level of feeling, where we are mindfully responding to pleasure and pain, attraction and aversion, not just acting on desire then we can live in a content, harmonious way. I wish you a beneficial day of practice. Um, the wish that our practice be uh, for our benefit uh, and for the and for the benefit of all beings.